All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Real Talk. It's a <laughs> it's a busy Tuesday, let's just say that, to start from the get. Uh, yeah. We're ready to talk some football. It's Jeff. Brad, you're here. How are you, sir? Dude, I'm good. Um, tough loss last night. Obviously, everyone knows I'm, I'm yeah. a Steeler fan. Um, but like you alluded to, just crazy in sports in general. And, you know, it's only getting crazier, and the NBA picks up here in, in like three weeks, so... I mean, for all the COVID we've had all year and the unfortunate news for Ohio State fans about the game, but, um, you know, it, it's it's fun being on this pod, getting all this stuff to talk about. It's just like handing us stuff to talk about. So what do you want to kick it off with? Yeah, I mean, just to, just to piggyback off that before we get started here is, you know, Colin Cowherd, is, uh, he's very famous for bringing up topics that basically uh, pay the bills, essentially, you know, with, without – Things like this, like without a day like today, you know, you don't have things to talk about. Obviously, COVID's been a pretty tough year. Uh, you know, before uh, I had you join the pod, you know, there were times where I'm like, I don't have anything to talk about, you know. Um, and it's been nice having you. And obviously, we're just having an open conversation over over a mic. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, let's start off with the biggest one of the day. I think uh, this is breaking news that at roughly, roughly around three. lunchtime today, a little three o'clock, three o'clock. Uh, Michigan cancels their game against Ohio State, and we're gonna we're gonna try and do our best to stick to just the facts here. Okay, there's a lot of rumors, a lot of things going on. We're just gonna talk about the facts because that's what we try to do on this show, uh, and we give opinions, but we're not gonna speak on rumors and all that other BS. Uh, Michigan cancels the game. Uh, they said that they have more players testing positive every day. They're seeing increasing in positive tests. Therefore, they decided it's not it's not smart to go through with the game. And uh, I mean. It's a Tuesday, so there's a couple days left that Ohio State has to try to somehow make this up. As of right now, as it sits, Ohio State does not have enough games to qualify for the Big Ten Championship. Will that change? Who knows? Again, we're just speaking on the facts here. Uh, with all that being said, you're a Michigan fan. I'm a Michigan fan. What's your initial reaction? Um, my initial reaction is I don't think anybody thinks it's shocking after Michigan canceling the game last year. Um, I know typically – on a normal year, this would be demoralizing for everybody involved. Absolutely. I think I think a lot of Michigan fans didn't really want to see the game Saturday. Um, maybe yeah. they did. It's always a shot. But this is the worst I think Michigan's looked in the past decade. I mean, maybe that's a, a, maybe that's a stretch. But um, I think my initial reaction is a lot of Ohio state fans thinking this is bad because they're not going to get a big 10 championship game. Um, But in my opinion, I think this is good for Ohio state and I think it's good for Ohio state. It's not good for the fans because they don't get to walk around and, and point and laugh at Michigan fans. That kind of sucks. But the committee is 13 guys and they understand Ohio state's one of the best four teams in the country. I don't think this affects them for their playoff bid. I mean, some crazy things would have to happen. If Florida beats Alabama, Alabama would still get in over Ohio State. Or if Clemson beats Notre Dame and they're one and one, do they keep Notre Dame in? Um, I really, I, I don't think the Notre Dame-Clemson game matters too much. Um, but if if Florida upsets Alabama and they put Florida and Alabama in over Ohio State, that would be what's terrible. I know there was a lot of suggestions that they would like to see Ohio State versus Texas A&M. I think that would be cool. But the thing I say why it doesn't, why it could help Ohio State is because if Ohio State played the game and won 49 to 10, it's just that's what they were supposed to do. 
Yeah. But say they win the game 31-24 or even 31-21 or, you know, the game's close. I feel like that could affect them maybe in a negative way that the committee let, you know, Michigan stick around. So Michigan's that bad this year that I think not playing them, they don't have to blow anybody out, even though I think they would. Let's get that out of the way. But um, I don't think it affects Ohio State because it's not a entire public. And they're like, oh, this opens the door for Coastal Carolina or Cincinnati. It's 13 at uh, guys that are on this committee and they're going to put Ohio State in my my opinion but they still have time to find a game will, will they rematch Indiana I, I don't know I don't think they would um, let, let, let's let me let me jump in here so you said a lot of things I'm going to try and go in order as well uh, first off I'm disappointed I wanted to see the game uh, I believe it's more of an embarrassment to cancel the game that is to play the game and lose um, only for the simple fact of uh I mean, it sucks that we weren't able to to run a uh, a healthier program, uh, you know, something that was able to uh, abide the protocols. Maybe they did. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Okay. COVID. It's hitting everyone. I would have loved to see them play the game and uh, give the boys a shot because the, 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 the best thing that could have possibly happened is to get on the field and have a shot to play and win a game. Um, I don't think you can ask more as a senior going out this year is for a shot to beat Ohio state. That alone means something. Um, especially in the season you're having now to have a shot at an undefeated college football team. Uh, that's your number one rival. I think that is being overlooked, even though you're 30 point dogs, which is the largest spread, uh, two things. It's the largest spread in the history of this, this rivalry. And it's the largest spread in the history of Michigan. No, Michigan has never been a 30 point dog before ever. It's, it's unheard of. Okay. Right, yeah, right, yeah. Uh, so to, and it sucks that that's the case, but to be able to play in a game like that where you are an underdog, especially a 30-point dog, and it's against your rival, I think, who knows? You never know. I, they were 22-point dogs in, in 2013, and they took them down to the wire and went for two for the win, and, and they came up short. You just never know with this rivalry, and I understand it hasn't been much of one, but again, moving right along, Ohio State. Currently sitting at five and zero, oh, right? I believe so. Five and zero. Oh, they need to get to six and zero oh in order to qualify, and they're they're going to come up short of that unless they somehow get a game scheduled. I don't know who can be scheduled. Um, you know, there's a lot of rumors, not rumors, but um, the facts are the Big Ten is is against out of conference games as of right now. So my only my only counter to that, and this is an opinion, this isn't a rumor, is the Big Ten is going to let. Ohio State play in, in the college football playoffs, correct? That's, that's, out of, that's out of conference. So if they needed to schedule somebody in order to, to get a sixth win or a sixth game, I think they would let them do that. I don't think Indiana is a possibility because I don't – it's not a championship game, so why make them play twice? It doesn't make sense to me, um, especially because Indiana's starting quarterbacks out, so it, it does nothing for you. It really doesn't. Um, I think – at, at best, what they could do is they could take Indiana's opponent for this week, and I'm not even sure who that is. It might be Purdue. I'm not really sure. And you could take Indiana and and make them play somebody else or just cancel their game and then have them play Purdue because Indiana's not going to get in. As of right now, if Ohio State plays another game, Indiana would be left out, as they should be. I mean, they didn't beat Ohio State. So, again, a lot to cover there. Um, I think it would be fun to – you know, here today that there's breaking news that Ohio State's going to play either A&M or Coastal Carolina or Tulsa, who's 
six and one, I think. Or Cincinnati in state. Cincinnati actually just canceled their game this Ooh. weekend because of COVID. So they're was not it the other team. Cincinnati. It was Cincinnati. So mm-hmm. Tulsa opens up. Okay, and they're ranked. They're twenty fourth. Um, th- so there's options there, and right. I think it'd be fun. It'd be a fun matchup. First off, Ohio State A and M. Uh, regardless of where the game's played, if those two were to match up, I think it would pop a massive rating. Absolutely. I, I, I don't think that they would be able to get a deal done in which Ohio State's going to A&M because A&M allows fans. And I don't think that they would be able to get a deal done with A&M coming to Ohio State because they just wouldn't go for that. They would somehow have to meet in the middle. Maybe the uh, the Colts were the Big Ten Championship games, Lucas Oil. Maybe they would host the game. No fans. Neutral field, played out. It's it's not cold. It's a dome. Winner winner gets uh you know the 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 win there. But yeah, I think I don't know if I agree or disagree with what you said as far as Ohio State doesn't need to do anything else and they're going to get in. Um, you know, there's preseason rankings so that we know ahead of time like who we who we think is going to be, and then obviously you play the games. Why play the games though if we already know who the final four are? Ohio State's only played five games. It's it would be so hard to get them in over over A&M who has one loss and it's to Bama it's by three scores it, you know it's not good it's not a good loss um or you know a Cincinnati who's played you know 11 games i think they're 11 and 0 maybe 10 and 0 um and they're going to be left out it would be so hard to give ohio state that and their only credible win this year is against indiana it's just here and and that's tough. It's and, tough. and we don't have to get too far into this, but, and that's where, if you guys, you know, most of you listeners are on the Facebook page, that's why I say college football is broken because Ohio state is going to get in over these teams that play well. And maybe that'll be the, the straw that breaks the back of expanding the playoffs or if a new format, but the entire college football, no matter how hard you play and what you do, boils down to 13 guys' opinions on a committee. And they're going to look at it top to bottom, recruiting class, coaching, Heisman candidate, the Ohio State, everything about them. The, like I said, the, the only thing Ohio State, I think that could keep them out, is if Clemson and Florida both win. They would still put Notre Dame and Alabama in over Ohio State based off their only loss. And Florida would get in because they beat Alabama and be undefeated. So I, I believe that is the only if both of those things happen, because if Notre Dame beats Clemson a second time with two losses, I still think they put a five and Ohio State team in over Clemson for the for the final four. I think Ohio State's done enough that the only thing that could really like, again, restrict the committee would be those two things happening. Yeah, I guess the one thing and I, I've been saying this for a very long time and. I think eight's the magic number without going too much longer on this. Eight's the magic number. You get your five power fives, you get three at large, and it saves a lot of troubles. Okay. I agree in a in a sense with what you said, college football is broken, and here's why. It is the only sport that I can think of. Literally, I've 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 done so much thinking on this. It's the only sport where losing is like a shot in the head. It kills you. You cannot lose. And that is so wrong. It is so wrong that you cannot lose a single game without essentially giving up your season. And, and, it's, and teams can literally go undefeated and not play for a championship. 
It's just unheard of. It doesn't happen. We don't allow Cinderella stories. We don't allow undefeated seasons. We don't allow anything. We pick four teams and we're like, go play. Now, mind you, those they're four really teams, are, they're all good. All yeah. four of those teams are good. Even Oklahoma last year who got obliterated, they were good. They were very good. But at the end of the eight teams is a magic number because it's fair. Because what if, in a, in a perfect world, what if Alabama from the SEC goes undefeated, Ohio State from the Big Ten goes undefeated, Oregon from the Pac-10 goes undefeated, Oklahoma from the Big 12 goes undefeated, and Clemson from the ACC goes undefeated. Who gets left out? Exactly. Now, it hasn't happened yet, but right. it could. And, and then better yet, better yet, what if Notre Dame, who's typically independent, goes undefeated? That's six teams. Guess what? If you had eight, you'd be completely okay. There's no arguments. There's no arguments to be made. But right now, people are fighting over a single loss. You can't lose one game without somebody writing you off. You're dead. And if you lose to a good team, yes. it depends on when you lost. Because yeah. if you lose too late in the season, it's worse than in the beginning because you can't overcome it. Yeah. So that's that's our opinion. That's my opinion, at least, on the game. And just yeah. a little bit of insight on why I put college football is broken. It's not just because I, I watch Michigan. It's just the whole thing, it seems like sometimes it's a waste of energy because it seems predetermined who has a chance to win it all. And the odds are so stacked against everybody else that it's it's difficult. It's just difficult to watch the whole structure of it. Not just my team. Sometimes my teams suck. It's just hard to watch the whole structure of, of what's going on. 100% agree. Let's move on to America's favorite sport, the NFL. Oh, boy. All right. Well, like you said, Steelers were in a nail-biter last night, ended up coming up on the losing end. Uh, we do have a game tonight. But uh, we try to give you the power rankings every Tuesday. So, unfortunately, you know, we don't have the result of the Ravens-Cowboys tonight. But we're moving on anyway. Yeah, and I'll be honest. I thought about it. If the Ravens blow out the Cowboys, I still don't think they make my top ten. They would not have made mine either. So, we we agree. I use that kind of criteria as well. Uh, well, I always start, so I'll, I'll continue to start. Cool? Run it. Let's, uh, let's get it moving here. So, coming in at number ten. I have them staying put, even with a huge win this week, um, only because they're four and seven or five and seven. It's the New York Giants. They're minus three on the year. They have won four in a row. So after starting one and seven, they've rolled off four straight. They're number three in total takeaways. They're coming off a huge win against Seattle. Um, this team is well coached. They run the football pretty good. They stop the run at a at a really good rate. Their their front seven's really good. Um, they're just coached well, and they got a couple of really good people in the back end. They got Logan Ryan in the secondary. They got Jabril Peppers in the secondary. Uh, they're just they're they're coached well, and it doesn't matter who's playing quarterback. Colt McCoy came in there and played um, as good as you could have asked of him, and and got the W. And uh, yeah, look out for the Giants. I do I think they are winning the Super Bowl? No, but I think they could beat um, anybody that's under them on any given Sunday, and. Uh, that's why I have met 10. I feel fine with it, especially yeah. after this past weekend. Coming in at number nine, it's the Tennessee Titans at eight and four, uh, plus 33 on the year. They're number five in total yards, and they're number three in points per game. They're averaging just a hair, 29.9 per, uh, per game, so just a hair under 30. Uh, they got beat down by the Browns early in the first half. They rebounded. They ran out of clock. Um, 
I think if those two teams played again, it might be a closer game. I'm not saying that the Titans would win. I'm just saying that it would be a lot closer. I think the Titans were taking off guard of how good the Browns came out. And to be honest, if that game happens seven times in a row, seven consecutive weeks, that game wouldn't happen like that again. It just, the Browns came out fire and it was just too much. Coming in at number eight, they didn't play this past week. They had a bye. It was their first bye of the year. I think this bye is going to massively benefit this team and they, they get catapulted. It's the seven and five Tampa Bay Bucks, uh, plus 64 on the year. They're number one in defensive rush yards. Uh, they allow a staggeringly low yards per clip when it comes to rushing and they take the ball away. I, this is a good football team. And uh, they've had some unfortunate losses, a lot of them coming in prime time. But I, I think that this team moving forward can can muster up enough couple of wins. And unfortunately, they're going to play on the road in the first round. But I think it's going to be the hardest. Whoever has to host them, they're in trouble, no matter who it is. I don't care if it's the Packers. I don't care if it's the Saints. Whoever they end up matching up with, they're in trouble. I mean, this is a good football team. Coming in at number seven, it's the Rams, eight and four, plus 58 on the year. Number one in pass yards allowed, number two in total yards allowed. So their defense is just, it's, it's good. I mean, we knew that. Uh, I mean, you used it earlier in the year and, uh, we, there's been some up and downs, but this is a, this is a Super Bowl caliber roster. It really is. Uh, I think they could beat any team in the league. Really. I, I truly believe that they could even beat Kansas City. They could be any team in the league, but they also shoot themselves in the foot a ton. So I think seven's pretty much good for them. Uh, I, I don't have them any higher as of right now. Coming in at number six, highest they've been all year. It's the Cleveland Browns, nine and three. Minus 15 on the year. They've had three, two really bad losses and then another close loss, but uh, they, can't, they haven't been able to recover from that point differential. Uh, they're on a, a winning streak, four in a row. Okay, it's third best in the league. It's their first winning season since 2007 when they finished 10 and six. Uh, fun fact about that team. They had a Pro Bowl quarterback, a Pro Bowl running back. Uh, they had a Pro Bowl wide receiver. They were running the football well. And they missed the playoffs that year. I don't think they're going to miss the playoffs this year, and I think they might even finish better than 10 and six. We shall see. They still have a lot of hard games ahead. We'll get to that uh, probably some other time. They're number one in rush yards per game. This is a complete football team. Their only problem is their quarterback, and uh, when he plays like he did on Sunday, they'll be all right. So, number five. Buffalo Bills, 9-3 and three on the year, uh, plus, plus 27. Number three in passing yards per game. They're undefeated in their division. Uh, they have a deadly last four games. Versus the Steelers this week at Denver, at New England, versus the Dolphins. Three of those games are absolute coin flip games. Who knows what's going to happen? I give them the edge in the Denver game. So at the very worst, they're 10-6. and six, But I don't think this, I don't think this team's... Their resume is not done yet. They have uh, they have a lot of winning to do or losing to do. We'll see. Coming in at number four, it's Green Bay. They're nine and three plus eighty on the year, thirty one point six points per game. It's the best in the league. Uh, it seems like when they're clicking, they're unbeatable. But they have those times where they get they get punched in the mouth, obviously, uh, and and they struggle. And I guess we'll see what happens. But the Packers are a damn good football team. Coming in at number three, and and, and truthfully, it's it's a coin flip from three to one. But uh, I'm going to knock this team down a couple of tiers. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're 11-1. Plus 123 on the year. It's the best in the league. Number one in takeaways. Number one in sacks. 17 points per game allowed. It's the best in the league. Ben Roethlisberger, number one in pass attempts. That is my only issue with them. They just they, they don't attempt to run the ball. 
we talked about this before. We talked about this a little bit on the Facebook last night. You know, I, I there's a stat out there. Feel free to Google it, guys, if, if you're listening to this. And just Google quarterback records when throwing the ball 50 times. Look it up. You have basically a, Hall of Fame quarterbacks sit at a 25% chance of winning the game. Hall of Fame quarterbacks. We're talking Peyton, Drew Brees, Dan Marino, Brett Favre, all those guys. If they throw 50 times or more, their winning percentage is 25%. It's really bad. It's not the formula to win. Pittsburgh has done it a few times this year, but they finally came up with a loss. It's number two. This is the most well-balanced, well-oiled machine. I don't even understand this team. It doesn't matter who they start at quarterback. They win the game. So New Orleans Saints, they're 10-2. and two. Uh, Winning streak of nine in a row. It's the best in the league. 106-point differential in the positive. They're allowing 288 yards per game. That's the best in the league. So their defense is just suffocating in a, in a, in a grand scheme. They don't allow any yards, um, and they score on everybody, even with Taysom Hill in there. But number one, Kansas City. They've lost one game in about 400 days. They're unreal. Uh, they're 11-1, and one, plus 116 on the year. Number one in total offense. Number one in turnover differential tied with the Steelers. Number one in giveaways, meaning they do not give the ball away. Only eight on the whole year. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is a freaking robot. It just, that's where I'm at. My outside looking in these teams, we need to start, uh, we need to start thinking of them, but they're just not there. Colts, Ravens, Dolphins, Patriots, Vikings, Seahawks. Um, a lot of good football teams that could easily make this list. I know everyone's like the giants really, but you know what? It's a, what have you done for me lately? They've won four in a row and they just beat the Seahawks. Uh, I feel I feel fine defending that they're on there. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's a pretty good list. A lot of our teams are are really close. Some some are spot on. Um, so I'll kind of just speed through mine. You know, like normal. It's what usually happens. Uh, some of the teams I left right off the list: um, Ravens, Colts, Dolphins, and I did leave off the Titans here. I think our Titans Seahawks. So we're just going to switch here. Okay. But um, at number ten, I have the Seahawks. Uh, since week nine, they have 21 sacks, which is the most through that period of time. They have the leading receiver in DK Metcalf, but um, the Giants completely smothered their offense. And their defense is nowhere near ready to to carry them. But I believe they are super well coached. And I believe they have found out whether it's Daniel Jones or Colt McCoy, if they don't turn the ball over, their defense can win them games, or at least they'll be in every game. Uh, For that reason, I do have the Giants at nine. Uh, They make my list after the big win. Uh, They've been unbelievable through the past month to about six weeks. They've been winning games. And right now, them and Washington are duking it out to not only win the division, but potentially both of them make the playoffs. They both have good wins, good defenses, and they run the ball well. And number eight, coming off the bye, the Buccaneers. They have the number one rush defense. Um, They are seven and five. So I think eight is about the highest I want to put them on the list. Um, Obviously, they have all the weapons and names. But even winning, it's going to be hard for them to move up my list quite a bit here when their last four games are Vikings. Falcons, Lions, Falcons, they don't really face a ton of great opposition going forward. That being said, they should be able to win three to four of those games, and we will see them in the playoffs. I'm going to piggyback on what you said. Whoever has to host them in the playoffs, it's not going to, it's not great. Um, Then we're going to move into, excuse me, number seven, the Rams. We have this the same as well. 33-0 and and up at half. If they're up at half, they win. Until proven otherwise. And they're up at half. They win. Um, they're 3-1 and one since the bye. They simply just don't match up well with the 49ers. It's their kryptonite. 
but they seem to be beating everyone else. And also, their little testament to their secondary, they have the fewest plays of 20-plus yards allowed in the NFL. So they don't give up the deep ball. You really have to drive against this team. When you have the secondary they have, Ramsey, along with Donald up front, they force turnovers. Number six, from off the list to number six, the Cleveland Browns. They absolutely deserve it. They only have three losses, um, and both of them are going to get a chance to redeem themselves, and they are looking forward to it. Um, Steelers open the door to actually winning the division now. They're only two games out, one of them against the Steelers. So the Browns have everything to play for with the number one rushing offense. Um, Miles Garrett returning. He's still a defensive player of the year candidate. Since OBJ's been hurt, Baker has 11 touchdowns, only one pick, and 112 passer rating. He's gone. Like we alluded to when he got hurt week seven, his time in Cleveland has come to an end. They're a better football team without him. Um, and what has Kevin Stavansky's done with Baker is amazing. He looks like a first-round first, first round pick. I don't know about first overall, but he does look like a first-round pick. And um, even as a Steelers fan, I do not want to play the Browns. I don't think anybody wants to play the Browns right now. They're one of the hottest teams in the NFL. Number five, Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams. It's the best trio in the NFL right now. Um, you can make some cases for some teams. I'm not even going to get into it right now. But Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, their offense is a handful. It's one of the best offenses in the league. They're 9-3. and three. Um, Their only weakness is if they fall behind and the other team can run the ball well. That's it. But their offense is so good, they don't fall behind often. But there is a formula to beat them straight up. It's It's written in stone. If you can do those things, you beat them. And that's why I have them at five. Number four, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, their defense is still phenomenal. They have not allowed 30 points all year, and six times they've allowed under 20. They lead the league in sacks, points allowed, takeaways, and interceptions. However, the team is failing to run the football. Um, it, they have five games where they've posted a 100-yard rusher. They simply are not calling run plays. So until they can become more balanced, uh, teams are starting to figure them out. And, you know, they've only lost one game, and it was the only game they didn't force a takeaway. So the Washington Redskins had to play virtually perfect defense and never turn the ball over, and they scraped past them. So although the Steelers lost, they're not going to get blown out in any game. They're too good for that. But the Steelers do look weak. And, again, I've never been one to boast. They're the best team in the NFL, hands down. I've always said they're number one simply because they have not lost. They've lost. I believe they're the fourth best team currently. And I have the Bills right ahead of them, which they were always going to be three and four for me. Um, and they play this Sunday night. The Bills are literally a Hail Mary away from being six and oh in their last six games. They had a two game skid against the Titans Chiefs where they were outplayed for two weeks. Sean McDermott identified what it was and they fixed it. They're the only team to have 20 plus first downs in every single game this year. They move the football consistently always they don't get off the field and sometimes Josh Allen just seems unstoppable and when it gets late this team leads the league in takeaways in the fourth quarter so they're good late Josh Allen has the ability to be unstoppable at times and again their offense is good the whole game 21st downs every game this year that's incredible Saints at two 10 and two nine game win streak they do it with backup quarterbacks doesn't matter Michael Thomas is back adds another dimension to their team you know, Michael Thomas basically wasn't there all year. Now he's back, adds an um, their pass game. Elvin Kamara, he's up for offensive player of the year. They were well coached, 
And from top to bottom, this may be the deepest roster. Uh, I, I don't know where the holes are on the Saints. It's not in their offensive, defensive lines, secondary. They traded for a linebacker midseason. Uh, they're running backs, wide receivers. They're, they're good everywhere, and they can also outcoach you. Number one is the Chiefs. Again, it's absolutely crazy to think that they only have eight giveaways all year. They are tied for the lead league in turnover margin with the Steelers. Um, just a little fun fact, though, three easiest schedules by opponents win-loss this season. Number one easiest schedule, Dolphins. Second's the Steelers. Third is the Chiefs. It has not been just tough sledding and they're blowing out teams. What the Chiefs look sexy with on offense is how the Steelers are on defense. So the Chiefs are an easy team to get behind. They got the MVP. They're playing lights out. But like the Broncos showed this weekend, this team is not unbeatable. No team is unbeatable. But if I had to pick a number one, it would be the Chiefs. But I think the Saints are right behind them. The Saints are easily the best team in the NFC. But that is, that's my list. That is top 10 to 1 there. Yeah, I think you pretty much nailed the, you know, you nailed it too. Um, I think you're a little hard on your team. Uh, first off, let me let me say this. I mean, I'm going to compare Pittsburgh to the 2007 Patriots for a minute. The Patriots in 2007 were kind of like the, what's the word, I'm like the trailblazer for getting rid of the run in the in the later 2000s where a lot of teams were deciding we're going to we're going to get rid of the run we're just going to throw it a lot and the 2007 Patriots were kind of like the catalyst they really were and what they were doing in f in an attempt to keep the cuz the problem is when you don't run the ball is the clock typically doesn't move but if you complete if you complete your your passes the clock does move okay so that's the problem with throwing it 50 times a game is typically you know, Roethlisberger last night, I think he was 31 of 54, right? Or somewhere, somewhere in those lines. Yeah, 20, the team's had... Sorry, go ahead. 20 different times the clock stopped. When you're up 14 to nothing, you don't keep throwing the ball because the clock's going to keep stopping. Chances of you losing that game increases as you keep throwing. The 2007 Patriots, what they were doing was throwing bubble screens, screens to the, to the, um, to the running back, and they were doing, uh, they were running out of the shotgun, which was kind of weird back then. Um, I mean, we're talking 13 years ago. I mean, it doesn't seem like that long ago, but it was. And now people are doing that all the time. And the Steelers are, when I watch them, they're they're a lot like the 2007 Patriots without trying to go over the top all the time because obviously they had Randy Moss. You guys are more shallow routes, crossing routes. Uh, you do throw some back shoulder fades, obviously the deep routes to, to Claypool and stuff like that. I like what your guys' offense is doing, but you're not – there's not enough of those plays to keep the clock yeah. moving. If you're going to abandon the run, you got to keep it. Just just to allude to some of that stuff real quick about the Steelers' inability to run, we do have a little bit of recency bias, how they've looked against the Ravens in Washington the last yeah. two weeks. Yeah, I'd like to add two things. The not only the drops by wide receivers, we've had five-plus drops in both games, but it's the Steelers' inability in short-down situations to get them. We failed fourth and goals and fourth and ones against the Ravens. We failed a fourth and goal and a fourth and one against Washington. With that being said, the last two games, we haven't had our all-pro center, Marquise Pouncey, who some believe to be the best center in the league. It hasn't and, been for a long time. And although James Conner is not a spectacular runner or a pro bowler every year, which he has been one time, but James Conner leads the league in rushing per yards per carry out of the shotgun. 
James Conner's number one out of the shotgun rush yards per game. So it, I wonder, on the fourth and goal, a lot of you watch the game, when Benny Snell dives and keeps the ball up against his chest, it's fourth down. That ball needs to be extended in front of you, almost like the nose of what you're doing. And I'm not saying all these things get fixed by just James Conner and Marquise Pouncey, but a lot of teams wouldn't be as good at running the football or what they normally do if they were missing their starting center and running back. So I guess with drops in the short down situations, the Steelers have been poor at the last two weeks. It's fixable. Our starters are returning against Buffalo. Um, I just think it's crazy what the defense has been able to do. Uh, note, I think we're the only team who hasn't allowed a team to hit 30 points this year. And again, six times we've held teams under 20. Uh, I think that's absolutely incredible. And, you know, everybody was waiting for the Steelers to lose to kind of give their input. And that's okay. I take it on the chin. But I just asked some of you who are listening with this. Um, I see a lot of opinions on it was unjust, the undefeated. They haven't beat anybody. It was fraudulent. They're not the best team. I just, I wonder what Steelers fans you're talking to. Because all the Steelers fans I know, is we're just kind of, you know, our hands are up, you know. We're just playing our schedule. All we can do is play, we play. And we knew we weren't perfect. We have the 22nd ranked offense in the league. That doesn't make us super dominant. But I just would like to say the Steelers have maybe the hardest schedule going forward. Outside of the Browns, they have the Bills, Colts, or outside of the Bengals, excuse me. We have the Colts, Bills, and Browns. So the door's open. The AFC playoffs is absolutely insane. And so is the NFC, which we're going to get to soon. But again, I was, you know, getting kind of cocky. Steelers are undefeated, so I appreciate the banter back. That's what sports are all about. Only one team's going to come out on top this year, and I think my team has a better chance than yours. So we'll move on to the NFC playoff picture if uh, if you're ready to do so. Yeah, I don't I don't have too much more to add. Let's uh let's hit it right on the chin. So starting from the number one seed. Yeah, number one seed Saints. Oh. Um, they're number one. Their last four. Um, do you want to do win-losses again? I think that was pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, I think that's, yeah, let's do that. Okay, Saints at the Eagles. I'm taking the Saints. Home against the Chiefs. Whew, Drew Brees comes wow. back. Why did I not know that was on the schedule? Not, Nobody not talked about that game. Nobody. And here it comes, boom, after they play the Eagles. If they're hey, home. Chiefs come to, and that's, does Drew Brees return that game? Or is yeah, Taysom Hill? I, they have to. They have to get him back. But uh, I, ooh, God, what a game. Coin flip. I had no idea this was on Heads the schedule. Heads tails. I'm taking the Chiefs. They're the best right. team in the league. I'm taking the Chiefs. Vikings? I'm taking the oh, Saints. I'm taking the Saints, too. That's tough, though. The Vikings might be playing for their lives. And then the Panthers. Saints. Yeah, so we'll say the Saints go 3-1, and one, and they will end the season 13-3. and three. I don't, I don't think that's crazy. Yeah. Number two seed is right now is the Packers. Yeah. At the Lions. That's a win for the Packers. At the or home against the Panthers. They 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 take care of business there. Panthers have a shot at, at ruining the party, but I think that they they, they do. That's a that's a good game. That's a fun game to watch, but I think the Packers win. A terrible matchup for the Packers, but they're home against the Titans. Titans fighting for their playoff life or maybe the, the seed. I, I think the Titans come up and beat them. I actually do. I agree. Yeah, I, I like the Titans. I think that that game against the Browns, like I alluded to, you play it seven times, it's not happening like that again. They finish at the Bears. The Bears' defense is their pride and joy, and Aaron Rodgers 
destroys the Bears defense every time they play. I'm I'm giving that to the Packers. Yeah. So they also finished three and one, and they're going to be twelve and four. Wow, wow. So that would that puts them behind the Saints still. So they're Correct. still the two. All right, well, keep it moving. Uh, Rams uh, home against the Patriots. Rams, baby. Rams big. Rams in a blowout. I hate you. Uh, <laughs> they're still home against the Jets. Rams. They're at Seattle. I still think they win that. They match up too well against the Sa- uh, who, Seahawks. Who won the last one? Rams. I got Seattle. I got split. Seattle needs that W. I got a split right. there. Then they finish home against the Cardinals, who they beat already. I think they beat the Cardinals. I like them, I like them beat the Cardinals again. So do you want to put them at 11 and 5 or 12 and 4 cuz I think they beat Seattle. How many wins is how many wins are you predicting four? Yeah, I think and, they And I'm they, predicting oh. three. Let's give them three. Let's give them a loss. Chances okay. are they lose. So let's give them a loss. All right. Um number 4 seed right now Giants. Okay. Uh, but the Rams have finished 11 and 5. Uh Giants, they are home against the Cardinals. I like the Giants. I weeks ago I would have said this. I like the Giants. I like the, the Giants Cardinals. Here. The Cardinals are a hail mary against the Bills away from losing five straight games. I am a New England Patriot fan. Okay, a lot of people don't know who this guy is. If you don't know who Logan Ryan is, he moved to safety. He's playing. I know. He's playing the lights can, out. But he can lock up guys too if they need him to. Logan so Ryan smart. is a dog. Jabril Peppers, obviously, a lot of Michigan guys know him, but uh, Ohio State fans hate him. Browns fans are indifferent on him. Jabril can play. That secondary is really good. Winning. I like the Giants to win. I do, too. Uh, they're home against the Browns. That, that that rush defense versus that rush attack. I, 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 like, I like the Browns here. I like the Browns to be able to take the ball away. I think this is where they have turnover problems. Miles Garrett. There's, I like a re- the- there's a reason the Giants are five and seven. I'll I'll give the Browns the W. I think we gave them the W last week too on the AFC. Play. Then they're at the Ravens, who have the most weird rush attack. Lamar's back. What's this team gonna look like? I That's think the Ravens really- are fighting for their playoff life too. I I like the Ravens here to win- beat the Giants. That's a really close game. I like the Ravens barely, barely. But but they get a win against the Cowboys at the end. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. So they finished two and two, and they're going to be seven and nine. Which, mind you, they started what, zero what and five. What have I? No, what have I said all year? Five wins wins this division. If they can get one more, they're golden. Yep. They when have you five said now. Five, I said seven though. I, I know you did. I know you did. I think right. now that they have five, I think they're the they're the driver. They are, but six is money because Washington got lucky last night beating an undefeated team. They played their ass off. Are they going to continue that? We'll get to that in a minute. Defense carries, though. That defense, Washington's real. Giants got one. Rivera. Giants got one. They're both, I feel, Eagles and Cowboys. The next couple of years, it looks like it's going to be all Washington and Giants. But they're the doing Eagles this. Have, in my opinion, the Eagles have they've tossed in the, the flag. Yeah. Putting it, putting it in Jalen Hurts is not a let's go to the playoffs. It's a we need to see what we have. Yep. Number five, uh, Seahawks are home against the Jets. Win. Win. They're at Washington. Seahawks. Okay. Um, home against the Rams. We already had that as a loss. Yeah. Then they're no, at- actually. I had that as a win. 
we gave that we gave we said we decided to give it to the Seahawks. That's gross. I just don't <laughs> think they're going to win the at the at the 49ers. I don't think Nick Mullins is enough. I I think Russell gets it done, but that 49ers defense is good. So are, are we predicting 4 and 0 for the Seahawks? If they beat the 49ers. <sighs> See, here's the thing. I I think both the Rams and the Seahawks finish 3 and 1. Who knows who wins that game? But I don't see from what you just read me, I think the Seahawks go four and there, but we're gonna put it there then. Yeah. Then that means the Seahawks and Rams both go twelve and four and they split in division. So then we're gonna have to go through We'll see what yeah. happens there. Yeah. But um home against the Vikings off a of bye win. Who? Buc- Buccaneers against the Vikings. Oh yeah, I didn't hear Bucs. I didn't hear you say Bucks. So we're going Bucs. to the Bucks now? Bucks home against the Vikings off a of bye. Bucks, but that's a good game. It's a really good game. At the Falcons. Bucks. At the Lions. Bucks. Home against the Falcons. Bucks win again. Eleven and five. Yeah, I, I don't think they're losing again. That's that's a good that's a good. Uh... Vikings. We had them losing at the Buccaneers. Yep. Then, then they're home against the Bears. They'll pick the W up. At the Saints. We, we chalked as a loss, yeah. And then at the Lions. Fighting Wait. for their playoff lives at that point, they're they're taking the W there. And they go 8-8. Eight and eight. And to be honest, I, I like them to give the Saints a run for their money because they're going to be there. And who knows, maybe they maybe they say we're locked in because the Tampa Bay can't catch them. Maybe they sit Breeze and Minnesota plays their ass off. Because they do, for some reason, play really good. Breeze, Taysom's been a dog, so I, I don't know. know. He has been. I know. I know. Um, but we have that's our that's the seven seeds that are currently there now. Um, okay. And outside of the Giants, every team has 11 or more wins except the Vikings at 8-8. Eight and eight, Which, whatever team is there, we have them going to the Packers. Or, excuse me, no. I read the Packers wrong. Rams 11-5, and five, Seahawks 12-4. and four. Would be the three seed, and the Rams would would move out. So as as it sits right now, it is Saints, Packers, Seahawks, Giants, mm-hmm. and then it goes. Bucks and Rams are both eleven and five. But Rams beat the Bucks, so it'd be Rams at the five seed playing yep. the Giants, Bucks at the six seed playing the Seahawks. And then right now the Vikings would go to the Packers for an in division matchup. Who's on the outside there though has a chance because I that's, at eight and eight I don't think the Vikings are getting in. That's what we would get to right now. The Cardinals are six and six as well. Let's hit. Do you have their last? They're at the Giants. We had them losing. Yep. Then they're home against the Eagles. They win. Yep. They're home against the Forty ers I think the Forty ers are playing them. their they're playing their ass off and they need that W. Hey, but the 49ers... And they, and they have the Rams Week 17. 49ers are also going for their playoff lives, too. Because if they went out, they go 9-7. and seven. So everyone everyone on this list is playing their hardest. I, I know, I know, I know. At home against the 49ers, who you taking? Weekly pick-ems. Survival. You got 1K on the line. Cardinals, 49ers. Cardinals at home. Cardinals. Okay. I don't then feel good about it, but I'm taking the Cardinals. And they're at the Rams, which we had as a loss. So the Cardinals would also go 8-8. Eight and eight. Are we going to entertain the Bears here? They are 5-7. and seven. We've already chalked them up for multiple losses, but entertain it quick. 
Home against the Texans. Lost to the Texans. Really? Yeah. Texans right. have played fine lately. Then, then they you lose. see Deshaun Watson crying on the sideline? He's taking lose. this. I mean. They yeah. lose at the Vikings. Yeah. They win at the Jags. Then they lose Barely. to the Packers. Yeah. They're they, so, uh, the funny game. enough, they go 8-8. Eight and eight. What? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I was going to say. Yeah, what? They go 6-10. Six and, six six and six yeah, they're out of it. Um, Lions lose to the Packers. Yep. Then they go at the Titans and lose. Lose. Then they're home against the Bucks and lose. Lose. Then they're home against the Vikings and lose. Yeah, 0 oh and 4. They go 5 and 11. They're out. 49ers home against Washington this week. Niners. Close. At, at Cowboys. Niners. At Cardinals. We I gave it to the Cardinals. And then it's that game against the Seahawks to go 9 and 7. Or eight and eight if they lose that game. Yeah, I give it to the Seahawks. Okay, so they're we're playing gonna... for a division title at that point. So we now have one, two, three teams at eight and eight for that seventh seed. Last team is Washington at the 49ers. You gave them a loss. Yeah. At the Seahawks or home against the Seahawks, you gave them a loss. Yeah. But they finish at Panthers and Eagles. I think they can win those games. I think they can too. Well, the Panthers is a fun game, but I think they 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 take care of business. But that puts them at seven and nine. So you said eight and eight wouldn't get in. Vikings, wow. Cardinals, and the 49ers are all eight and eight. With with what that does is potentially, I don't know how tiebreakers would all work, but <clears throat> oh man, no, it wouldn't. But they would almost get all four teams in, but they could potentially do three. With, yeah. uh, either the Cardinals or 49ers both sitting at eight and eight. But if the Vikings have it now over the Cardinals, I don't see how they would lose it over the Cardinals. But I'm not sure how all the tiebreakers work. This is all for fun. Just yeah. kind of giving some scenarios, some quick picks. You guys might disagree with some of the picks. But overall, whatever seed, Saints, Packers, Rams, Seahawks, Bucks, those five teams are going to be in there. The Giants, Washington, we'll see who slips up and who takes off. One of those two teams are getting in. And who knows, with the way the Washington and Giants are playing and the 49ers, they all got to play a lot of each other. And that seventh, that seventh seed is going to be tooth and nail by one team. Now, granted, they're going to have three more losses than the sixth seed. <clears throat> but it's still a crazy fight because some of these teams, you look at the Patriots, you look at Washington, you look at the Giants. It's like they had stints of so bad where it was like we just forgot about them. And then over the last month, they've played phenomenal. And alluding to back to the AFC real quick, the Patriots. God, how close are they to being eight and four? I mean, in terms of the games that they've lost, you know, the two yards to the Seahawks, and in, they lose um, that weird game to the Broncos. So, I mean, I'll hand it back to you. What do you think? I lose you. Well, if I'm still on here, I don't mean to interrupt, but uh looks like I'm losing connection, boys. So that's what I think. Uh, Jeff, I'll leave you to some of your opinions and stuff. And uh, we'll see you all on the next pod. Hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you all for listening.